Welcome to RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition, Episode 28. I'm your host, Taylor Ringo. My co-host is here, Griffin Warner. And Griff, this is the very first Wednesday episode of the MLB Edition. You can tell and you can hear that I'm pretty damn excited. How are you feeling about these new Wednesday shows? I'm feeling great. And you know, it's a... uh... Thank you to all our listeners who pushed for this third episode. We're going to do the best we can to try to, because uh, we're doing this for you. You know, that's what, that's what t- me and Taylor are about. We're doing it for, for the listeners and uh, looking forward to trying to give, in, give out some winners. That's, that's freaking right, man. That is exactly right. And for this episode, of course, we're giving you two, two promos. And we will talk about uh, a segment idea in a little bit, but... Griff, talk about our best bets that happened on Monday. Well, it was not good. We could not follow up our 2-0 with another 2-0. Unfortunately, uh, we followed up with an 0-2, which is tough. I mean, potentially profitable if you played them all the last two episodes, but uh, definitely disappointing. And, um, you know, Tristan McKenzie, uh, I really love what he's done this year, but he cannot keep the ball in the yard against the Twins. Two starts in a row. I thought he might bounce back. He uh, did not bounce back whatsoever. How about yours? Yeah, Adam Wainwright proved me wrong. And I should have stuck with my guns about how I feel about Adam Wainwright this year. And Pablo Lopez, you know, the Goldschmidt home run wasn't wasn't the best. But you know what? You can't win them all. And for the people out there that does that don't like betting on Adam Wainwright, he he's done it thing twice to me this year. I'd say, well, no, I've actually won and one with that with against actually picking Adam Wainwright. I lost one. Picking against Adam Wainwright, I lost one. Maybe I should have just killing you. Him. He's killing I, you. I'm gonna avoid the Cardinals and Adam Wainwright. Whenever Adam Wainwright's on the mound, I'm just gonna avoid him. So I think that's kind of my game plan the next time I see the Cardinals well, line. He is he's a tough guy to predict. The Cardinals are decent. Um, I think they're they might be leading the division right now, but um, Adam Wainwright is not decent and I don't blame you for wanting to chase him because I feel like betting against him is a good idea because he will be a favorite a lot and his stuff is not good enough to be a favorite in the year of our Lord 2022 but um, that's probably more than enough to say on Wainwright because he's not starting on Wednesday because that was two days ago when he pitched and uh, unless he's got a rubber arm he's not coming back that is correct that is absolutely correct um, before we get into our um segment idea that we're through that we thought of the last couple of days. I'm gonna give you some promos to go over here. Something we've been doing the last few weeks and we're gonna continue to do that. I have two now. Griffin's got two later right before our best bets. So we do this every week. We do it every podcast. I ask the same questions, Griff. Have you ever signed up for pregame? Have you I have I have an account, yes. Good. So do I. We're all signed up, but are you, the listeners, signed up for pregame yet? Well, if you haven't, now is the time to do so. Pregame.com will give you a free 25-site purchase just for signing up. Sign up takes 90 seconds, and you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums, which I'll go over in a little bit. Drawing a following and become a valued member. Sign up today, receive a $25 site purchase, premium packs from one of our pregame's very own professional handicappers today. 
Get your free best bet today. And one of those professional handicappers is happens to be my co-host over here. Hey, how you doing? And you know, I just mentioned about those forums before, but I have a little more information about those. Pregame forum is a great place to share picks, opinions, and questions with other sports betters. Have a question about this week's tournament? Simply log on and in, uh, into your pregame.com account, which you know, you sign up for the pregame.com. We just mentioned that. Click on the form type, and boom, you're there. You can just start the conversation right away. The pregame.com form is in real time and is open 24-7. Want to share stats, odds, or who you think is the GOAT, the greatest of all time? Then just go on pregame.com form, and that's the place to do it. The forums are filled with passionate sports fans like Griffin and I. And, uh, yeah, just go do it. If you haven't signed up for pregame.com yet, and you haven't experienced our forms, simply put it, you're just missing out. Be a part of the community and sign up for the pregame.com forum right now. Now, Griff, without further ado, like every single episode, let's get into Wednesday's card. All right, we'll start with the uh, Pittsburgh Karates and Mitch Keller visiting the Washington Nationals and Paolo so enthusiasm and you're, there's so much enthusiasm in that game. We all we're missing. We're going to be watching this game. I know I'm canceling everything for this game. I actually watched uh, a fair amount of yesterday's matchup, believe it or not. Um, I think it was because it was the first game that started and I didn't think to uh, check when the rest were. But I, I watched uh, O'Neill Cruz live hit a uh, what seemed like a worm burner that just never hit the ground and somehow went over the fence in right center field. Uh, she yeah. was 109 miles an hour. Pretty impressive. And uh, he's he's pretty fun to watch. Wish he wasn't in AAA for three months for no reason, but whatever. Um, currently, Espino is a minus one thirty favorite over under is nine, and I'm just not really a believer in the Nationals. I gotta say, I feel like um, as weird as my relationship is with Mitch Keller, and uh, I know we're, we're our show is big in Pittsburgh, and and we often have a tweet from uh, one of our listeners who goes to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pirates games all the time in his black and yellow and supports Mitch Keller. It's been a good ride for him lately, and, and I like him as an underdog here. What do you think? Yeah, the the, the O'Neill Cruz thing is definitely a huge factor when you might want to bet on the Pirates. Uh, I want to say Jack Kowinski. I think that's the kid's name. Sawinski. Sawinski. See, we're learning the we're learning Pirates players on this episode too. Uh, Slowinski had three home runs. I think it was on Father's Day. He's a, I think he's leading the National League. I think he's actually leading the entire league rookie wise in home runs. I think he's 12 or 13 right now. You know, they got some, they got some players that might be looking nice throughout the future. Mitch Keller being one of those guys. So, you know what? Maybe backing the Pirates here is a very, is a first on this podcast. Uh, I don't know because they have played the Reds quite a bit, and uh, oh, that's very true. You're right. So there was there was a time in our lives, and the Reds I think had won seven games and lost thirty or something like that. But (laughs) one thing I will mention is David Bednar, the really only good bullpen arm for the Pirates, does have some back problems right now, and was I think unavailable for the game's just started, but will be unavailable for Tuesday night's game uh, against the Nationals, and I'm a little nervous. If he's not there, that might be enough to keep me away. Next, we'll go San Diego at Arizona. Mike Clevenger and his very, very underwhelming start to the season at Madison Bumgarner, who looks like he's on his last legs. Uh, currently, Bumgarner is a one 
23 underdog at home. So we'll give it a favorite as always. Clevenger minus 133 favorite on the road. Over-unders eight and a half. And uh, Clevenger was supposed to be this guy with uh, swing and miss stuff that San Diego required from Cleveland. And he missed a year to the Tommy John and really hasn't been striking anybody out. And I'm pretty concerned about that from, uh, and I guess if I was a, a Padres general manager who just seems to acquire players that don't ever pan out. Uh, but I don't know if Arizona's worth backing. Yeah, I, I, you kind of like took the words out of my mouth there because, you know, remember watching Cleverger when he was on with the, um, you can say this now because this was the team when it was called, they were called the Indians back then. Um, uh... Yeah, they the team he played on, he was never on the Guardians. Let's just clarify it to be, you know, correct here. Anyway. Yes. Uh, he was so dominant on that team when it was Bauer, it was him, Kluber. That's what we saw from him, and that's why the Padres went out and got him from the Indians slash Guardians. You, we saw what all Padres fans were hoping for, like that this kid was going to be an absolute beast. A little couple setbacks here and there, but I think when it comes to this matchup in, in individually here, you know, Bumgarner had a hot start. I don't know if he could at home thin air in Arizona. I'm not, I'm not going to really even want to back the D backs here. Yeah. He's also coming off a horrible start. Uh, next we'll go Atlanta at Philly, Kyle Wright at Ranger Suarez. And I gotta say, uh, I do trust where I'm getting these numbers from, but I'm a little concerned this number's off because Ranger Suarez doesn't deserve to be a home underdog to Kyle Wright right now with Noah Cunha. And with Kenley Jansen just on the IL with an irregular heartbeat, I hope he gets well soon because I know he's dealt with that issue before. But currently, Kyle Wright looks like a minus 130 favorite on the road. And can't say I agree with that one, uh, I must admit. Or even 135, even bigger than that. Um, and over-unders eight and a half. Ranger Suarez certainly has not pitched the 1.36 ERA that he was getting to last year. But I believe that uh, he's been he's been better lately. And I feel like I, I, it's weird saying this, but I don't know that the Phillies bullpen is worse than Atlanta's without Kenley Jansen. Cause unfortunately you got Will Smith closing and I'd rather have Sir Anthony Dominguez every day. This is an interesting start. You know, the high ERA from Ranger Suarez, it's at four, two, three right now, but looking at what he's done, his last five outings, two earned runs, two earned runs, two earned runs, three and two. All really solid starts. Yeah, there's a few of them that are around, you know, four and a third, maybe five innings. But he's also facing pretty solid ball clubs, Giants, Brewers, Padres being another one. And, and also Kyle Wright, the, his last two starts have been somewhat shaky. I know Kyle Wright is a Vandy boy. That's one of your boys, correct? Um, yep. Yep. You know, his last two starts gets the Cubs and get the Giants. He's let up a combined 21 hits. That is a yikes in my column. I don't like seeing that after back-to-back starts. But there's a big caveat here, which we just found out today, that it's going to be six weeks without Bryce Harper in the lineup. Now, Griff, if you're, if you're a betting man, which you are. Yes, yes, guilty. Guilty guilty there. Guilty there. But is that something that you would worry about if you're betting on this team? Uh, certainly. I mean, I think Bryce Harper is one of the most important players in all of the sport and ha- was having an awesome year, even despite having a damaged UCL. But what that does is it now takes Nick Castellanos' bat, 
Cassianos, excuse me. He is now a DH, DHing tonight against Charlie Morton, hitting third in the lineup. And what worries me, though, is um, Oduble Herrera looks like he slid over to right field. Mickey Moniak's taking over in center, which is uh, not exactly someone that I'm expecting to hit a lot of home runs or do a lot. So there's a huge downgrade there. I mean, I, I can't say anything less about that. Uh, both of these teams are built at home runs, but I feel like an Acuna for Harper trade is pretty even. Uh, I don't think uh, Acuna made the trip, but I think he is IL'd now. So when I look at kind of what's out there now, I mean, these outfields are hilarious. Like Kyle Schwarber, Moniak, and Oduble Herrera <laughs> is one of the most error-prone outfields possible. But then go to the other side, and you got Michael Harris, who basically is going to play left field and center because Marcelo Zuna is horrendous and is also an absolute moron but uh and then adam duvall playing right i mean i guess he spent some time in center i mean he played some time in center um they're saying the braves broadcast i mean as homers as you can get basically saying that that him playing center makes him too tired to hit at times which to me i mean maybe there's some truth to it but that's that's pretty uh soft in my opinion um i think i think there's a lot that can go wrong and I guess along those lines, the problem with that is both of these guys have been pitching to a lot of contact. Suarez, that's kind of who he is. Kyle Wright, as you mentioned lately. Um, I don't know how Kyle Wright's favorite on the road right here. And it makes me feel like this line doesn't exist or something like that, or I'm, I'm messing it up. But I, I've i refreshed the page. I've done what I can. So uh, You're still seeing it. You're still seeing minus 135 there. I'm not seeing things. I'm just seeing – I'm seeing my guy <laughs> Ranger, and uh, they're, they're treating him uh, like he's just a little deputy. Next we'll go Miami at St. Louis, uh, Sandy Alcantara at Andre Pallante. Currently Alcantara, a surprising minus 121 road favorite. Rare to see the fish favored at St. Louis uh, over under seven and a half. I do say, I mean, I will say it's really hard to bet against Sandy. Um, though if there's ever a time to do it, it's as a road favorite in a much better team's home park. What say you about this one? Because I know you love your, your, you some Sandy. I do. I do love me some Sandy, but um, betting against or, you know, for the Cardinals has not given me a lot of luck this year. But this kid, Puentes, he he's pretty good. I'm looking at the stats right now. He's sitting at a nice 2.03 ERA. He's pitched pretty damn well. Not going to strike out the world, though, but he gets the job done for this team. He looks like he's kind of the, the spot starter. Um, maybe a long man kind of guy, but now he looks like he's getting some starts here and there. His last start against the Cubbies, he's left three earned in six innings. You know, it, the, the Cardinals are kind of trying to find their way back through, you know, Jack Flaherty's injury. They have Miles Michaelis. They have Wainwright. They're trying to see how Jordan Hicks can be a starter. So maybe this guy could be the next starter in that rotation. It's just very hard to pick against people would say a Cy Young number one favorite right now in Sandy Alcantara. So, you know, he did have a rough start in his last start against the Mets. He pitched two starts against the Mets in a row, um, being one of them I think I bet on, which was the June 19th one where we're in eight innings. I want to say that's the, the correct one, I want to say. Um, maybe it was the Phillies. It was actually the June 13th against the Phillies, but – this is be an interesting game. Definitely going to. I'm actually definitely going to watch this game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think if anything, it's a Cardinals or nothing for me, uh, as I'm not really a, a road favorite guy. 
But uh, Andre Pallante, I will say that 2.03 ERA, but his whip is pretty high for that type of uh, era. So I'm a little concerned um, that maybe he might not be able to do it. Though if there's a lineup to uh, to, to come up against and try to even out those splits, it's probably Miami's that you'd want um, of any. Cincinnati then visits the Cubs, currently Hunter Green at Justin Steele. Steele a minus 125 favorite. No total since we don't know the wind yet, but um, Steele's been pretty good. I feel like the Cubs have had pretty short lines for this series, um, maybe explicably, but kind of inexplicably to me because I feel like they're a very similar team at worst to Cincinnati, so they should be a bigger favorite than they have been. Um, Hunter Green has got hit pretty hard the last couple starts, definitely the last one against the Dodgers, but um, for some reason that big fastball is actually his worst pitch apparently. Um, and that's a concern because he's going to, he's in love with it. Guys that throw hard want to throw hard. That's what they do. Uh, so I like steel at home. Unfortunately, Griff, nowadays you throw a flat a hundred, which sounds incredible. It sounds insane to even say that throwing a flat 100 miles an hour is hittable, but some of these players are pretty good at hitting. I'll have to oh. say I'm pretty, pretty lucky. Are they professionals? Th- they might be. So I mean, some of them definitely are. Some of them are should be back in the minor leagues. But besides that point, uh, look, it's tough to face three amazing teams in a row. You what you can say what you know you can say whatever about their offenses, but Cardinals, Brewers, Dodgers in a row is kind of tough as a rookie trying to find your way on the mound in the pros. And throwing 100 miles an hour can get you some strikeouts, but. If you can't locate the fastball, then you have to rely on your breaking balls and you have to rely on that. And if you can't throw strikes there with the breaking pitches, it's going to be tough for you. And we kind of saw that against the Dodgers last week when he left six earned runs and allowed three bombs. So uh, I might be gleaning your way as well with Steele because this is the year. Look, I had him as a rookie of the year. I want to say I'm almost positive I had rookie as rookie of the year. But you know what? He, this is what's good about having him up and pitching this year, Griff, is that this is the time to learn, find your way, try to get that ERA as low as you want, um, try to, but he has to adapt to using the breaking balls a lot more and throwing them for strikes as well. Thanks for everyone for listening so far. I forgot to mention best bets will come end of show. Um, so hang on for that. We'll do that at the end of the card. Um, and you know, Maybe Justin stealing home might be uh, on our on our uh, on our card. Next, we'll go. Uh, Herman Marquez is the host as the Dodgers visit the Rockies. Julio Urias at Herman Marquez currently Urias a minus one seventy nine road favorite over under is eleven, um, and that's a pretty big number. I feel pretty good and maybe even vindicated, validated for what I said about the Dodgers coming off Sunday night baseball and probably not having the best performance. I didn't expect. Chad, not so cool to uh, <laughs> you love shut that, them man. out, I got to <laughs> say. But um, pretty impressed by that. And uh, complete game shutout. Don't see a lot of those at course. One against the Dodgers, too. So that was a pretty, pretty nice uh, event, I would say. Nine runs uh, or nine innings, no runs. I was hoping six hits, but I don't think it lined up that way. Um, anyway, I think uh, the Dodgers are going to probably spend the rest of the series getting even um and Herman Marquez just feel like he's lost it and I, I don't know where he's going to be found yeah you know what when, when I like to see an in division game like this and the Dodgers love to play against the Colorado Rockies 
doesn't matter what year um and also when who your yours is on the mound i'm kind of want to take him yeah i mean he's been pitching well got to off to a poor start but uh has been turning around and he plays for the best team uh made by god next we have uh moving to the al oakland at the yankees cole irvin at jameson tyone currently tyone a minus 270 favorite over unders eight and a half um yeah, pretty big number for a team that trails every single game they play. Look, this team is a team fights. Team's a fighter. They're fighters, ah. man. They're fighters. But you know what? We saw that you can't be bet on the Oakland A's against the Yankees. We saw it in one of the games so far. They won nine to five. They came back trailing, of course, but uh, minus two seventy for even Jamison Tyone, who is maybe the fourth starter in this rotation, maybe probably third, but. It, it just goes to show how good this team is. And they're also playing a very poor team. Uh, they're playing one of the worst teams in the world, uh, the double athletics. Uh, and unfortunately, big problem with that is um, their catcher likes to catch people's bats when they swing. And that is not allowed in Major League Baseball. Next, uh, Dane, Dane Dunning and the Texas Rangers visit Kansas City and Zach Grinke. Currently Dunning, a minus 120 favorite over under his nine. And I like the Rangers. I just don't think that they're going to move to an underdog. Um, and I don't see any reason to back Zach Greinke. Yeah, Zach Greinke, again, we talked about him uh, recently. He has the highest ERA and also just doesn't strike out anybody. And he's going to give you maybe topping out at 87, 88 miles an hour and try to get a ground ball here. But, uh, yeah, with a couple of guys that are, you know, Simeon's somewhat been hot. And, yeah, I, I'm not going to be back Zach Greinke here. Yeah, um, I do like that he's back in the rotation because I want to bet against him, but I don't think this is the time. Next, we have Baltimore at Seattle, uh, two teams that actually had the exact same record last night, yet Seattle were looked as a much better team, which was ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, Austin Voth, though, is coming in to start, who's never lived up to any sort of expectations, mediocre or high. Uh, Chris Flexton, on the other hand, who's been – Competitive, got a good start out of him and a win Friday night against the Angels. Um, currently flexing to minus 128 home favorite over unders eight. And that seems really short to me. I got to say, I'm kind of surprised that that's so small. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little overreaction to the dominance that Baltimore displayed last night. Maybe this is a talk about the Mariners starting to, I guess, maybe serve some of those suspensions that came out. But I feel like. Julio Rodriguez, who just got thrown behind, he got two games. He's definitely appealing. Jesse Winker, um, he's got a lot of games coming, but I'm sure they're going to try to reduce that seven to six or so. And uh, I feel like all these guys will be available here. J.P. Crawford got five, but I guess you can't punch people in the back of the head, especially if they have a, a cast on their wrist. But I guess that's what Anthony Rendon deserves for being in the in the mess. Um, but I got to say, Flexen minus 128 at home. Uh, Over-unders eight. I, I got to say, Flexen seems... Uh, too cheap to me. Yeah, watching Baltimore last night, being that I had nothing to do, that I was stuck in Florida for a night. I got to watch a little bit last night, and the Mountcastle and Rutschman combination is going to be nice to see in a few years when everyone's kind of put together. Uh, I might, I'm going to be talking about this later. I'm not quite sure. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Ali Rushman is apparently not as bad as everyone thought he was after he struggled for a week. Uh, his first week in the majors um, happens to the best of them. Maybe the prospects. Yeah. It happened to happen to our fine Taylor Ringgold, his time in the bigs as well. Um, next we'll go to Boston at Toronto. 
Um, Nick Pavetta at Alec Manoa. Unfortunately, half of the Red Sox are on the COVID restricted list because they didn't get vaccinated, or at least their closer and leadoff hitter uh, currently. Manoa is a minus 138 home favorite, and the over-under is eight and a half. Um, Pavetta's been really good. I, I'm not at all going to throw any shade his way. He's been, he's been very good. Just feel like this is a really tough task for him and a really tough matchup against a really good pitcher. Look, this is a good question here. So we're seeing minus 138 for Alec Manoa. Manoa yeah. has arguably been one of the best pitchers in the entire league. Uh, definitely the leader of the staff. Are you surprised at the minus 138? Um, so I think there's some respect for the Red Sox out there and the way that Pavetta's been pitching. I would normally make, um, depending on how good the team is at home, I usually range from minus 110 to minus 140 or maybe 150 for a Yankees versus athletics type situation. Um, so I, I think being at home is a big deal, but, um, you got to really consider to me, it's like the lineup that's coming in, uh, against really weak lineups. You can even extend that number even further, but you could certainly argue it's a little short. It's a little shorter than I made it, but I think I was in the one fifty or so range. So I'm a little, that's low, what makes but... more sense to me though. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the one fifty, maybe one, even one fifty five. I just feel like, because look, the Red Sox are a good team, but Manoa has just been so freaking dominant. He really, ha- really hasn't had a bad start this year. Like, okay, maybe one, but like, you know, he's been he's been reliable. And this this Blue Jays lineup is starting to heat up a little bit as well. I mean, I you got no argument for me here, especially with the Red Sox who have looked completely lost without a closer, except when Tanner Haug finally showed up, left the rotation and took that job and hasn't relinquished it. Um, the more time that you have Hansel Robust closing, the more that line seems even shorter. Next, right. we'll go Minnesota at Cleveland. Uh, pretty big battle for AL Central first place as the White Sox continue to embarrass themselves. Dylan Bundy at Cal Quantrill. Currently, uh, Quantrill is a slight home favorite, minus 110. Overrunners, eight and a half. Uh, Bundy's been a little bit better lately, but uh, 90 top of the zone doesn't really work out very well against major league hitters. So I am a seller. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really excited about this game whatsoever. It's the next game I'm looking at that that's gotten my eye right now. It's getting me excited. All right, well, really, come I, on, come on, come on, come back. We gotta go, Bundy and Quantico first. Come on, I know. I'm getting all excited. Okay, eat your vegetables. Can't have dessert all the time. I wish. I wish. I wish. Um, look. Uh, yeah, Bund- Bundy has screwed me a few times on this podcast and also in the past. I don't like him, but I also Cal Quantrill has had his moments throughout the f- past few years being thrown in this rotation um yeah look both these teams this is gonna be a nice series to watch for throughout the middle of this week because in division game they're trying to fight for first place the white Sox don't know what to do with themselves which we'll talk about them in a second but um i don't know um i'm kind of maybe leading towards the guardians in this one yeah i like the home team unfortunately it's really hard to pick when minnesota's gonna hit the you know what out of the ball but uh they've got big bullpen problems as emilio Pagan melted down in a nice uh, lunchtime matinee today. So I don't know how they're going to get the ball to Duran for, and they can't make him pitch every inning. So I don't know what they're going to do. Unfortunately, they can't. The Cleveland bullpen is great. So that's one thing I do trust. Uh, Next, we'll go White Sox at Angels, but should be an appetizing matchup if teams fighting for the playoffs, but both these teams stink. Uh, Michael Kopech at Shohei Otani. Unfortunately for Kopech, he's got a a little bit of a knee issue, and supposedly that's affecting how he throws. Currently, Otani minus 150 favorite at home. Overrunner is eight. 
And uh, I've been fading the Angels quite a bit um, to mixed results, but I think profitable, but not as good as I think I've deserved so far. Um, I like the idea of being at Shohei Otani. The problem is he is going to probably dominate a White Sox lineup that does yeah. not work counts. And I, it was amazing to me what they were doing Noah Syndergaard last night and swinging. I, I want to say that Syndergaard might have – he probably had a chance to get through the entire – first three innings perfect with nine pitches thrown because I think the White Sox swung at every pitch and that's not really how to, to win in, in playing baseball these days you want to get to a bad Angels bullpen you don't want those things to happen reminds me of the Blue Jays that the Blue Jays have a lot more talent and are playing a lot better um, but it depends what what do you think we're going to get from Kopech because if, if you think he's going to throw well which the Angels offense isn't very good then, um, then that might be worth a shot because it's a pretty big underdog I'm really excited for this. O- only if Kopech can actually pull through here with what you're talking about with his issues going on. But let's just honestly, I, I want to say this. This is the, I think the first time we're talking about Otani as a pitcher on this podcast. Am I wrong? Have we talked about Otani in a pitching? Well, he usually pitches year? like every Sunday, unfortunately, because of the way the six man rotation that they've been using works and all the extra time they're giving him. So we usually don't get a chance to talk about Otani some, but there's anyone that I want to talk about. It's on that dog, you know what team in in Anaheim. It's definitely Shohei. Yeah, that team just probably he's probably gonna have like nine guys just kicked out for like I don't know four to six games after that amazing brawl. I, I gotta say that brawl was unbelievable. That's your typical old fashioned bruiser ball brawl. But besides that, cope this this if this goes the way I want it to go, Griff. Like a absolute pitcher's duel, we're gonna have. This is gonna be maybe one of the better matchups of the year. Both these lineups continue to struggle. Trout has either been absolutely red hot or he gets kind of cold, but that's just how it goes. But uh, if Kopech this year has been really consistent and he throws a ton of strikes, but the thing you mentioned before, which is very important to, to to note, is that the White Sox just don't work counts. And also, let's also talk about it. How many more games are we gonna be seeing? Tony La Russa managing this squad. And that's that really changed. That could really change the, the dynamic of this team. We've saw we've seen it with the Phillies. They've played somewhat better since Girardi has left. Usually those things kind of boost the team up. Not what we're seeing from the Angels, unfortunately, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, he's an absolute moron, and he's playing a first baseman in right field who literally dropped the ball almost over the wall last night that hit him in the glove was in the pocket and it nearly left the park because he dropped it almost onto a fan's shoulder. And coincidentally, they lost by one run. Uh, both those runs ended up scoring. So um, I don't know. Tony La Russa, he loves doing really dumb things. He's a manager from the 50s and he should remain there. But the longer he's in, in charge, the more I just want to bet against the White Sox. The problem is, is that they just – aren't really favorites very often anymore. So that makes me look at them way more than I should. I like them tonight. I like Kopech on, on Wednesday, but yeah. uh, I might just try to stay as far away because tonight also would mean betting Johnny Cueto. And in this one, I, I'm a little nervous about Kopech's knee, but um, maybe he's a little healthier than I thought. And his numbers certainly looked good. Next, we'll go to some interleague uh, to wrap up the card. We got three games here. Milwaukee, Eric Lauer starting at the bullpen game from the Rays. I would expect the Rays to be a slight favorite there. Um, based on closing a basically a pickup tonight. Um, 
Next we'll go Houston at the Mets, which is a pretty good series rematch just happened a few days ago, which I hate that the major league baseball does this, but I mean, it's very low in the list of things I don't like or despise about Rob Manfred, Justin Verlander at Taiwan Walker, currently Verlander minus one nineteen favorite over under seven and a half. And uh, Verlander was awesome in the Bronx. He was a best bet winner for at Taylor Ringgold. And uh, you know, that's, that's an important thing. Taiwan Walker has been great, but uh, this is going to be a really tough matchup for him. Yeah. This is making me want to keep picking Verlander against one New York team kicks at their ass and then maybe wants to do it again against the Mets on Wednesday. Uh, I know minus 119 might not be so exciting to so many people, but Verlander is having himself a great year being at the age that he's at right now, which I want to say he is at 37, maybe. Uh, now I'm really wondering what the hell I would he say is. 38, but you know, 39. Oh, even better. Even Thanks. better. 39. He pitched seven solid innings against the best team in the game and he came out with a w so i, I might talk about this team this this game in a second too i have a, i'm having i'm just my brain's working here griff on overtime right now and i'm i'm like i don't know who to pick but we'll get to that in a second well well don't hurt yourself next we'll go with the tigers at the giants rony garcia to alex wood it's the last game before we have some surprises for everyone uh we'll go Giants minus 188 at home, uh, over under of eight. Eights are wild. And uh, I don't believe in the Detroit Tigers. Um, can't, I mean, Alice Wood is not good, but I don't believe in the Tigers. This might be the shortest conversation we've had on this episode because that's just plain and simple. The Tigers offense, we say it almost every episode is horrific. It kind of doesn't matter who they play. If it's maybe the Reds, we might have a conversation about it or even the Pirates might have a conversation. But other than that, this Giants team uh, seems to play decently well. And, uh, yeah, and Alex Wood isn't that great, but he gets the job done. And this this Tigers lineup absolutely stinks. Well, so much for saying very little. But I know. Uh, I kinda, Taylor I kept does going. have something to say, though. Thanks in, in celebration of our first Wednesday episode. Thank you again for everyone to trying to get us yes. a third episode. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep Rating us five stars. Keep doing what you do. Um, thank you to everyone. And and Taylor, what, what were you going to tell the people? Well, thanks, Griff. You know what? We we do different segments on every episode. Friday, we do Series Spotlight. Mondays, we do uh, Top Performer of the Weekend. So uh, either talking about a certain player or an individual team that you liked over the weekend that you might have bet on. But for this one, we don't have one yet. But we want you, the listeners, to let us know maybe a segment that you want us to put in for Wednesday's episodes. You guys think of it, tweet at us, either DM us individually or tweet at us to let the public know and let kind of a conversation happen, or even maybe discuss on the pregame.com forums, whatever you want to do, kind of figure that out. Let us know. And this is kind of an opportunity for, you, the listener slash the fan, to kind of get involved in our podcast episodes. If we like an ep- we if we like a segment from you guys, we might make it permanent on Wednesdays. And if not, we'll try to think of something because we're two creative people, and uh, we'll get it done. But that's 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 what we got to talk about for Wednesday's episodes. We have a week to figure out a new segment. You let us know. Tweet at Griffin. Tweet at me. Go on the forums. Let us know. And before we get into our 
best bets for Wednesday. Griff has a promo for you guys. What do we got, Griff? We got a 20% off for listeners for this podcast, our inaugural Wednesday episode. We're giving you a gift. It is strike 20. Strike like the amount of strikes that Brandon Woodruff is throwing right now for the Milwaukee Brewers. Strike 20. You get 20% off. My picks, which come out every night before I go to sleep, I try to throw in what I'm doing for the next day so you can at least get an idea. And if you want to play the stock market with me, you can. Or you can get any other of the, the great pregame.com pros. Uh, strike 20. And then I'll also mention um, our Game Center, which we have been working in the background to try to show um, what the lines all look like across the marketplace, whether it's Las Vegas casinos, offshores, um, I guess other casinos throughout the U.S. now that things are legalized. Check out the pregame.com uh, game center and you will be able to stay up to date. You can see lines as they move. They'll flicker a color for you. Uh, sometimes light up like a Christmas tree if players like Ronald Acuna are, are ruled out. So take a look at that. And uh, without further ado, I think it's time for our best bets. And uh, since Taylor let us off last time, it didn't go great. Um, we're going to go back to uh, the drawing board. And I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies plus 125. Uh, Ranger Suarez is um, simply, I mean, I just checked the line. It exists right now at Bet Online. So um, wherever it is, I, don't, I can't explain it. Um, but the Phillies, yes, they've lost Bryce Harper, but I feel like that's a pretty even trade to losing Acuna. And I mean, from where I sit right now, uh, Ranger Suarez at plus 125 is a much better value with a settled bullpen behind him compared to what Atlanta's throwing out there. So I will take Ranger Suarez plus 20, plus 125, get it before they move to a favorite, probably too far for that to happen. But Taylor, give, give us yours. I really like that one. That was one of my three or four options here. Cause I kind of like a lot of these, like I said before, my brain was hurting, but I'm going to do a horrible pitching matchup and a horrible team matchup, but I like the fact that this one pitcher has struggled so much. I'm going to pick Justin Steele and the Cubbies against the Cincinnati Reds and Hunter Green. Hunter Green has had himself a tough, tough season. Uh, I kind of broke it down before. It's definitely tough to throw 100, and guys are hitting it. We're seeing it. Sometimes he might have an opportunity to pitch really well. This could be against the Chicago Cubs team. I'm giving it a try. I'm seeing a, the Chicago Cubs at plus 115 right now. I'm sorry, plus 125, minus 125. I'm all over the place. Minus 125. I kind of like that. So I'm going to give the Cubs a try. First Cubs bet of the year. All right. Well, I'll take it from here. So I'll summarize. You got the real G Warner. My pick is Ranger Suarez plus 125. Uh, on the other side, Taylor's pick for the Cubs is minus 125 on Justin Steele. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Please send your ideas for what you want for that middle segment. Um, we want to make this this episode on Wednesdays a, a listener appreciation episode. So come on in with your ideas. We'll take them. If we don't if we don't get any good ones. We'll go with our own. But uh, we'd love to get them from from all you who listen to us uh, each and every day. You guys can follow me at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Tweet at both of us. Let us know your ideas, like Griffin said before. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Without you guys, we would not be doing another Wednesday episode. So Wednesday episodes are here, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, throughout the rest of the season. 
We're all at, we're at the end of June. Come up in July 4th. We got a lot more baseball left. Griffin and I are very excited. And we will catch you guys on Friday. Talk to you guys soon.